The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 40. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week on Insight Sunday we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. My Story Tuesday conversation with Matthew is so chock full of great thoughts, ideas, and powerful points that I just had to share it all with you in two parts. So today, Matthew talks about lessons that he learned from his personal relationships while being an entrepreneur. Matthew shares his wisdom about holding on too long and how to get a clear picture both in relationships and in business. He also shares the consequences of trying to force your own image in business and relationships. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a six or seven plus figure business and experience a drag or dip in your growth, if you notice diminishing engagement or passion in your business, if you want to eliminate exhaustion and burnout in yourself or your teams, if you sense that you or your company would grow faster and stronger, If you could just pivot efficiently and effectively when circumstances change, like they have so much in 2020, then you've got an adaptability problem. Adaptability coaching and consulting will give you and your business the psychology and neuroscience-backed tools to understand and leverage core adaptability skills through the unique 3D adaptation framework. You can learn to harness and leverage core adaptability skills to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to turn tough circumstances, reactions, and exhaustion into energy, excitement, and excellence for you and your company. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching. Join me in welcoming Matthew Walk, a veteran healthcare entrepreneur and co-founder of Covitech with over a decade of experience in the healthcare, pharmaceutical, and medical technology industries. Welcome back, Matthew. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah. So on Sunday, on Insight Sunday, we delved into so many incredible, incredible topics. And I wish we could cover all of them here, but you really have to just go back and listen to it. We talked about entrepreneurship, building businesses, what you end up facing as a business leader or entrepreneur when you are really growing those businesses and how to handle all of that. There's so much important 
mindset work to be done, so much vulnerability that comes out, so many of your personal challenges. There's so many pressure points and there's so much that gets touched on by that. So if you haven't yet, you got to go back and listen to that. Yeah. So thank you again, Matthew, for grabbing a seat on the business couch with me. Yeah. It's great to be back. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So today is going to be shorter because last time was just so awesome and so packed. And I wish we could, you know, have another massive interview like that. But we're going to kind of keep it a little bit shorter than than last time because, well, there's just so much there and we got to keep it in. So today I wanted to ask a little bit about some of your big learning experiences. I know that you shared last time about some of your learning experiences and how important it is to learn. We touched on gratitude and how gratitude can turn the unhappy experiences into learning ones. So I'd like to ask about a couple of those, if you don't mind sharing. Can you bring us into the moment, what happened before, after, and a key takeaway? You know, I think I really want to almost focus on more personal in this case. I would say like a lot of entrepreneurs, extremely busy, uh, you know, struggled with personal relationships along the way a lot. And so much of it is sort of into that like identity, the identity crisis of who am I even, you know? So I think for me, it's looking at a a scenario of, you know, my ex-girlfriend and I, and, you know, going through a lot of struggles, we were toxic at that point. We weren't working out. It was a relationship that really neither of us should have been in at that point where we became very codependent. We became very, you know, we were both struggling with, I think, just being very unhappy in that scenario. And when she decided to leave, I fought and struggled with that so hard, right? Because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, oh, all we need to do is go to therapy and just work harder. We've got to just, you know, dig in every single day. Like, we can just pound this thing into submission, right? <laughs> you know, and, you know, looking back at it now, I just understand that like, man, like just releasing that, like once I released it and really started focusing in on just me, like all of these really incredible like learning experiences happen. All of the self-growth started happening in a really big and exponential way. And so, you know, what I, what I got from that is a lot of like, you know, when it comes to personal relationships, it really should feel and be fairly easy on an almost daily basis. And if it's not, then you're really forcing it. You're really forcing mm-hmm. it. And there's, there's so many other people out there that, you know, you don't need to worry about being alone. You don't need to be worried about, you know, feeling the sense of love and like you can love yourself. Like there's an infinite amount of love in the world out there that you can, you can absorb from mother earth or God or the universe, whatever, whoever that person is to you or whatever that person is. And so I think that's been one of the biggest learning experiences for me over the last year. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And It's not common that I think we talk about in the business world, those personal relationships and how challenging it is, how difficult it is to balance and not just the balance piece of it, but then when things are unbalanced, what happens? What happens in either one, in both? And, and, you know, and, and talking about in the relationship when there's an unbalance or when, for example, the demands or the stresses of the work and the business, when that's really high, what happens? Does that unbalance things? Can you turn to your partner? Are they going to be supportive? Also, what happens when the nights become really late? And what are some of the challenges around that? And I'm sure that's you know just a drop in the bucket and it obviously doesn't even cover everything. And one thing that I think is so important to recognize is how much in our relationships, everybody brings their needs in, whether that's in a business relationship or in a romantic relationship or in a partnership or in a friendship. We all bring needs into a relationship. And it's about getting those needs met. 
And then it's also about what happens when one or both people are not getting their needs met. And it can be really hard. I know you talked about, and I appreciate so much you sharing that there may be a time in a relationship where both people are not really getting their needs met and then their interactions can be really difficult. They can become really conflictual, really challenging. And then how do you navigate that is so, so difficult. And sometimes in relationships, there is a point and I'll share with you. So I do couples therapy sometimes. And I really enjoy doing couples therapy. I have a lot of experience, some expertise in it. And one of the things that I say every time to any couple who walks into the room is, my job is not to keep you together. My job is to help you understand and communicate what you need, what your partner needs, so that you can both walk out of this space, whatever it is, being much clearer, having more skill and addressing those things, whether it's with each other or someone else. And It's so, so important and I think so empowering to take that perspective. One is, it also, it takes a lot of pressure off me. I'll say on my end of the room, if my job is trying to keep people together, I have an impossible job. I can't do that. I have no power to do that. Right, Um, exactly. Yeah. And the second thing is it also takes a lot of pressure off those people and off the couple. And those people can then explore and hopefully they can do that in a way. And it's not always possible. And that, you know, that is reality at least they can explore and hopefully find and understand themselves and the other person's needs and then be able to make the choices or have the conversations that will help them get there, whether or not there means stay together or not. Yeah. For me, I'll try and do this fairly quick. It's, it's, It's logically hitting a few points, which is there is an acknowledgement that being in a partnership with someone are the data supports that you're actually more successful. Couples that are happy together make more money than unhappy ones. And even unhappy ones make more money than single people. Mm-hmm. So there's that acknowledgement. The other is that the thing that I've really been going through is there a difference between being alone and lonely. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't have a problem being alone, but there is an acknowledgement of being lonely. Mm-hmm. Right? And being okay with saying that I'm lonely, right? It's mm-hmm. being okay with saying, I really would love a partner. I don't have that. That's an acknowledgement. That means mm-hmm. I feel lonely. Am I alone? No, I've got friends. I've got amazing friends. Mm-hmm. I can be by myself and be happy. But there is that sort of acknowledgement of even like I can be lonely and that's okay. I don't have to be in a relationship though just because I feel lonely. Like, I don't have to force that. Yeah. And in some cases, it's like leaning into that and saying, well, if this is what you feel, what are you doing about it? Are you trying to find that person or are you just trusting that that person will find you? Mm. You know, or you'll find each other. Right? Yeah. I really appreciate how you kind of frame that. It reminds me of one of the things that I like to say is, it's not what you're doing, it's why you're doing it. So if you are feeling lonely and you are thinking about or open to or seeking a relationship, are you doing that just to not feel lonely? Right. Or are you doing that because you find value, you appreciate, and you are interested and invested in finding a partner, finding someone to share wonderful things about life with, being able to meet their needs and having some of your needs met in a way that enhances both of your lives. That's very different than just trying to get rid of an uncomfortable or challenging right, experience. Right. This is, and this is something that I think that so many people are going through with COVID. Like the, mm. the, the isolation, there is a massive shift in people feeling lonely. Mm. And 
acknowledging, and I think they fall into two different camps at that point. Either, oh, I've discovered that I don't need to be with somebody to be happy, but I still want to. Or they get into this like desperation of like, I'm so alone and I have no one. And I think there's some real concerns in regards to mental health in our society right now for people that fall into that trap and depression of, mm. of emptiness and alone, uh, loneliness space. Mm. Yeah. One of the things that I've seen a lot, and there's actually a lot of research on this, is that people experiencing symptoms of depression and anxiety has gone up by something ridiculous like three, four hundred percent. And there's likely going to be a long-term impact on PTSD, I think, in the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the United States especially. You know, you've got a couple hundred thousand dead, but that's a couple hundred thousand uh, family members at least. Families ripped being, apart. Yeah, completely ripped apart and, and, you know, completely destroyed. And so PTSD is going to be a massive long-term sort of uh, repercussion of this whole thing. Yeah. And it's happening across the world. I can tell you that. And I'm hearing from it from colleagues and from family and friends who live everywhere that there is no corner of the world where people live that isn't touched by this. Some more than others, some in ways that are more direct than others. We are all impacted by it. Absolutely. And to the point you were making, which is when we feel, and, and one of the things that's happened in COVID is that a lot of the ways in which we used to meet our needs, we used to go out and try to get or often receive what it is that is important to us, going to friends' houses, visiting relatives, having you know Thanksgiving travel. and Christmas dinner. Travel. Travel, right? You're, you're amazed what travel does to your, to your psyche whenever, yeah. whenever you get back out there. So much of that has been taken away from us. And one of the things that I've seen a lot is when people feel and experience themselves as stuck and that stuck becomes kind of permanent, not just temporary. Because like, it's okay to be stuck for 10 minutes. It's okay when you get in line or you get in a car and you're in traffic. It's annoying, but it's not like, you know, big world ending depression kind of situation for certainly I hope for most people, but that's very different. It's so different than when it feels fundamentally that a way that I got my needs met is taken away. And so for people who are experiencing, like you were talking about, that kind of loneliness of, I really need someone and now I don't have any way. And they're starting to feel more isolated and then more stuck. And then there's, we talked about on Insight Sunday, the discouragement looking towards the future. If they look towards the future and they're like, the future doesn't look like any more of this is going to happen. Well, then that is an absolute recipe for experiencing those symptoms of depression, if not potentially of an episode of depression or, or you know, a kind of, yeah. and I think that that's such an important piece of it, you know, and, and I think one of the things that you touched on before and you're touching on here is the importance of mental health and just being aware of yeah. how natural disasters and, and make no mistake, this is an absolute worldwide natural disaster yeah. affect our mental health and then how our mental health affects how we are in our businesses and our relationships. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's so much there. I wanted to ask kind of coming back when you noticed and kind of started releasing and being able to accept and move on, did that shift how you are in your business in addition to in your personal life? It definitely shifted my day-to-day emotional health, right? Mm. And so that allows you to sort of be more focused in what you're doing. Mm. I mean, of course, it does impact your work product ultimately. Yeah. 
So it allowed you to be more present, which I know you talked about. Yeah, much more. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to make sure that we address or talk about related to that? No, not really. I mean, that was a you know big, big lesson for me. And yeah. uh, it's still, it's still a, I think when you start to understand like the loss of a relationship is, it's a big thing. It's it's big. Really invested a lot of time and energy into somebody into some, you know, mm-hmm. relationship. Losing that is, it is a very difficult process. Absolutely. One thing that I've often thought is that when we talk about loss, a lot of times we talk about what's gone, but we don't talk about what we had imagined or hoped or expected or fantasized about Yeah, that is about a whole future that's gone, not just what's in the past or what we don't currently have in the present. There's, there can be a whole timeline that we had thought and created for ourselves that can just feel like it's now gone. And then it's like, well, what do you do that? That's right. a real challenge. That's right. a big right. part of what that process of dealing with and moving on from loss is about. And I would say not just in personal relationships, but in business also. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you again. Thank you so, so much. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 